We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Ooh, a double pop. Thank you guys so much for listening. It is a Just Mike episode today. I don't know if that's what I'm going to stick with as a name, but kind of just flowed off the tongue when I was thinking about it beforehand. And uh, our schedules just didn't match up this week at all. And uh, the only time we could have done was today, but uh, couldn't match up our time. So decided to just do a quick solo episode for you guys. I have two beers in front of me that I did not finish from my weekend beer purchases that I'll be uh, trying in front of you today. So I'm essentially calling it like Mike's mini tasting room or the just Mike mini tasting room. And I was trying to think on the way in today of other words that started with M to make it alliterative that were like tasting room and uh, my brain stopped functioning. So I'm just calling it just Mike's mini mm, (laughs) tasting room. I've got two beers in front of me. I've got the living house, Bethine Hellas, uh, Floral, inviting, and bready are the descriptors on it. Now, this is the one Living House beer that I have not had yet. I saw it this weekend, and uh, I'd had everything else except for one, which we'll talk about in a second. And I also have the Van Henyon Pilsner. Now, we, as a podcast, tried Van Henyon when they first opened up. We got some of their beer, I want to say within the first couple of weeks that we did it or that they opened up, and neither of us particularly liked their first batch. And and I think we even said in the episode that it's unfair to judge a new brewery based on their first batch of cans because you never know exactly what's going to go wrong. You learn as you continue to do the canning process and even learn as you continue to brew the beer. So I wanted to go back and give Van Handen another try. I was at Market of Choice picking beers, and uh, the – Beer manager? One of the liquor managers there was was filling beer on the shelf when I was looking at it, and she told me that she loved this beer, the Van Honey and Pilsner. So figured I'd give it another go and see if uh, if I like it better than I did the first time we tried it. You can find this podcast most places. You can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Odyssey app, 1080thefan.com. You can find us Instagram.com slash beers on us. Looks like if you see our most recent picture patrick also caught up on the living house beers he got his hands on the kolsch also got his hands on the shannon west coast ipa which is different than the one we had 
uh, or talked about at least the other week, which was the Harris West Coast IPA. Now, I did have the Shannon this week, and it was really, really, really solid. I think uh, I think I liked it better than the Harris of the two West Coast IPAs, but both really high quality. I really haven't had a beer from them that I've I've disliked so far, which is sensational considering it's a new brewery. I understand that there's experience behind it, but that is something that just blows my mind that every single beer you start with in can is really, really, really good. Um, also, Weekend Beer Wise for me, I mentioned that I had the Shannon IPA from Living House. Is I went back to Wildwood Tap House on Thursday of last week, the one that's in Cedar Mill, again with my my former roommate, and uh, I had that day off from work, so I, I texted him and I was like, hey, I'm going to be off all day, so if you want to hang out at any at any point, please do. And we went up there again, and boy, that place just hits so many of the things I personally want in, in my beer bar. And I think what it is, is it's kind of got the clean modern look, which to me is a little bit more comfortable. I understand that a lot of people and probably a lot of you listeners out there are like huge fans of dive bars or have some sort of nostalgia based around them. I really don't personally. I kind of struggle with dive bars because I just feel slightly out of place and a little uncomfortable. And I think that's part of the joy that some people find in it. But for whatever reason, for me, it doesn't sit well. Um, not that I don't go to places that you may consider divey, just I, I don't often choose to if I have a choice. Uh, the reason I like Wildwood Tap House, the new one at least, is is it's brand spanking new. It's so new and clean and everything is it, it's set up with a purpose. And like what I talked about last time, there was... There's a bar at the window, and then there's an upstairs that has a bar at the window, and there's a regular bar. And the bartenders are really knowledgeable. The beer selection was still dynamite. It was only a week later, so some of the stuff was still the same from what I had had done originally when I went there, or two weeks later, I suppose. But just really happy with the selection and really happy with the options that they had there. It was it's quickly becoming a neighborhood favorite for me, which is great because I really haven't had any of that on the West side. Like I said, last, last week, it's nice to have a place close to me that I can go to and trust. will have trendy slash high quality beer on tap. Uh, all right. I'm going to take a sip of the first of these two. I will start with the Van Henyon Pilsner. It is on my right. Now I don't remember if this is one that we had, when we first tried them, and I guess a little bit of breaking news here is that the COVID wall is no more. We, as uh, we, as in 1080, the fan, the sports station that Patrick and I work for, um, are moving. And I reached out to the engineers who have been doing every step of the move, and I said, "Hey, we're probably not going to keep the COVID wall because we're not." The place we're moving to doesn't have dedicated studios for these kind of things. Like they've got studios for the regular radio stations and the shows, but not for podcasts and for recording. So we weren't really going to have a place to keep them. And I, I'm not keeping the cans. Patrick seemed like he was very interested in potentially keeping the cans. He told me no. So uh, one of the engineers just took almost all of them, either took them to recycle and get some money back, or I don't know, took them and wanted to keep the cans because they like beer cans. I have no idea. But the COVID wall is gone, so I can't actually look up there and reference because I'm pretty sure we had these Van Henyen beers really early on in the COVID wall. Um, So anyway, the Pilsner. Apologies since I'm solo for any weird, awkward pauses as I sip. All right. Well, 
It's better than they were last time. It had a pretty solid nose. The back end of the flavor of the sip was had a good bready quality to it. It kind of had a cooling effect in my palate and on my throat. The mid palate is it's a little weird to me. I don't know if it's it's a hop choice they used or if it's just I don't know so the yeast that they used in this because they say that this is a balanced yet hop pres uh, generous yet balanced hop presence. So there's something something in there in the middle that is sitting a little weird for me in terms of me wanting to drink a Pilsner, but much, much, much better than the first time that I had it. And definitely go backable for a second sip. I'm curious, for those of you out there who have had Van Henyon, I know that they are, uh, I thought they were actually somewhere up here. No, they're in Bend. That's right. This is the Bend Brewery. I thought this was one of the ones that opened up in Slabtown. No, no, no. That was a different one. This is the one in Bend. Um, much better. So if you've had Van Henyon recently and, or you had them the first time, let us know Instagram.com slash beers on us. And let us know if you think that the beers have, uh, improved in the cans at the very least. And, uh, let us know what you think. Instagram.com slash beers on us. That reminds me talking about the hops in this beer. I saw a tweet today or no, it was a Reddit post. I saw a Reddit post today that people were sharing foods that they don't understand why everybody likes. And, for the umpteenth time since I've become a craft beer fan, this post had so many upvotes was IPAs. And I don't know where they were located, so I, I can't you know claim knowledge of that. But they basically said that it feels like every brewery is in a bitter war to try to make the most bitter IPA possible, which made me laugh when I read it because... Uh, I missed the Bitter Wars when I first moved out here, or maybe I was here at the very tail end of it because I moved here in 2011. But it's interesting to me that wherever that person lives, that city is going through like a 10 to 15-year-old trend that Portland went through in terms of as making the most bitter, dry West Coast IPAs as you can make. And it's just kind of funny to me that people still complain about that too. It's just, it was a little reminder of Craft beer is growing, craft beer is becoming more popular, yet there are still many places, many places in this country that you have that experience. Ah, this is too bitter, this tastes like paper, or whatever they they say when they have too bitter beer. Uh, it's just, it's weird to me when I, when I read stuff like that. Cause I, I'm so entrenched now in this podcast. We talk about good beer all the time and we are spoiled AF to have all of the good beer options here in Portland for us to consume on a regular basis. And not just breweries, but bottle shops and beer bars and, and things like that are everywhere. And it, it, we're very, 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 very lucky. And I'm not jealous at all of people who live in other cities for their beer selection. Uh, second beer in front of me is the Living House Bethine or Bethine or Bethine or Bethine Hellas. Again, sorry for the pause. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so now you know me. Hellas's are not my forte in terms of describing them. I have come to like them quite a bit. I think Patrick has rubbed off on me in that sense, but I know that there are certain types of Hellas's that Patrick prefers to others. And this one to me kind of falls a little bit on the lighter side. There are Hellas's 
that kind of give you more of a bready punch, which I tend to prefer just because I, I kind of like that flavor in my beers. This one does not have quite as much of that. There is a breadiness at the end of the sip, which is usually the case in Hellas's, and it, this one is it is perfect. It tastes really, really good as, as it's sitting there. Uh, but really light and refreshing and crushable in, in the mid-palate here. One more sip, excuse me. There's just a brightness to it. The whole sip is really, really bright. Does it say floral as a description? It does say floral as a description. Ha-ha! I know I already read that, but I forgot. And my brain is working because it tastes bright and floral all the way through the sip. And then the breadiness just kind of comes through at the very end. So I think this one, and I, I'm sure Patrick has had it now, is is kind of right up P. Harris's alley for the Hellas Lagers. So there is the two beers in my mini tasting room here. I do prefer the Hellas from Living House than to the Van Hennen Pilsner. So if we're going to do a beer of the week this week, I almost brought, I had one beer left in the fridge. And it's an old favorite. I brought it on this podcast. I've talked about it ad nauseum. It was the Correspondence Export Stout from Wander Brewing. And I I, I had a, a little wild hair and saying, well, let's make this beer of the week today. And I sat there and I was like, well, we've had this on the podcast like three times and now it feels like I don't need to make this beer of the week. You all know how I feel about that beer. It is amazing. So out of these two, beer of the week. Well, beer of the week time beer is... The Bethine Hellas from Living House Brewing. Figure if we're only doing one segment in this Just Mike mini episode, we might as well give you a little beer of the week time. Beer on beer on this with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Yeah. So, cheers to me. I have two glasses in front of me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for dealing with my solo shenanigans for 15 minutes on this uh, on this episode. There is a lot going on in my life and Patrick is very busy. So I, I can't guarantee you what is coming up next. He tells me we have lots of things planned. That's great. Uh, my life is currently a little bit in, uh, in a waiting period. So I'm not really sure what my schedule is going to look like moving forward. So if there are some weeks where we miss, I really apologize. I don't want to miss weeks. I, I, I like doing this podcast. I like doing it with Patrick. I like getting to, to kind of keep up to date every week on, on the new beer. I just, I, I can't guarantee that we'll, we'll be able to find time with our schedules, which are, we've already said it as an excuse, but it's real. It's, I'm not, we're not lying to you. Our schedules are very opposite right now. And hopefully uh, my schedules will not, my schedule will not be as opposite uh, soon, but well, again, there'll be some issues to, to iron out. So anyway, that's a long way of explaining that we may not have episodes every single week for a little bit as we get it figured out, but uh, we're trying. And hence the solo episode today, because I had a chance to record uh, before my shift started here at the radio station. So subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. Instagram.com slash beers on us is our main hub. And then our personal pages. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at P Diddy 085 on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys hopefully next Thursday at four. And I don't want to be killed for this, but I have to say it because Patrick's not here. Six.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.